In this edition of the Cougar Insider Podcast, we'll be breaking down BYU's bowl game with the University of Hawaii in Aloha Stadium on Christmas Eve. There are so many intriguing things about this game, the matchup, the teams, the way that the season ended, the way that uh, both teams want to have a win coming away. Uh, Jay Drew and I will be breaking down some of the inside things about this matchup, this and much more in this edition of the Cougar Insider Podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Cougar Insiders Podcast. This is the bowl edition. I'm Dick Harmon along with Jay Drew, and we're going to break down this bowl right now. Jay, BYU has gone over to Hawaii many, many times. It's been a war over there most of the time. But the last time they went over there, they they had Jay Crutchlow come through with a victory. They got them here last year, and um, I think they played them very, very well and won handily. What do you expect in this bowl game? Yeah, I think it's going to be much tighter than the last two years ago. They went over there, won thirty to twenty, beat Hawaii on its home field in the regular season finale. Two days later, Ty Detmer was released of his duties. That's kind of what stands out about that game. Uh, and then last year uh, was Zach Wilson's first start, and uh, BYU was playing at home, and they handled Hawaii pretty well. Hawaii has the same quarterback coming back. Uh, he's a good player, and his name escapes me right now. Uh, but uh, I, I think it'll be a, a, just a dogfight, like. Like you said, tight, close game. I think it'll be pretty high scoring. I don't think uh, Hawaii can slow down the BYU offense like San Diego State did. And conversely, I think the Rainbow Warriors are going to score their points. I think I think it'll be a shootout. Well, definitely this defense is nothing like San Diego State's defense. Uh, they were able to beat San Diego State. Uh, they edged them uh, in San Diego, I believe. or No, it was in Hawaii. Yeah, I think it was 14-13, a real low really scoring, low scoring game. game. Yeah. But, but this defense that Hawaii plays is nothing like San Diego State. And, and Jay, you know, I I could be wrong, but I think that I'm right. If BYU would have defeated San Diego State, I think their mindset would have been a little bit different heading to Hawaii. But because they lost that game, because there was disappointment and frustration, and the offense didn't score one touchdown, I think that that has probably turned the tables on preparation for this bowl. Yeah, absolutely. There's a sense of urgency. Uh, we got that, you know, a couple of days after the the loss. Kalani talked to the media. I think it was the Wednesday after the loss, and uh, basically he just said, "We're not messing around, guys. This is." Uh, uh, this is not a vacation, even though we're going to Hawaii, the paradise and the sun and the beach and all that. This is a business trip, and we have got to make amends to our fan base, really, what he said, for that uh, lackluster showing in San Diego. Tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Mr. Mac has the right suit for any occasion, including their designer collection. Suits by Calvin Klein, Michael Kors, Talia, and more. Styles from traditional, modern, or slim fit. Great-looking new suits have just arrived in an assortment of all colors and styles. Buy one designer suit and get an additional suit for just 100 bucks or a free sport coat. Mr. Mac offers fast, free alterations at all nine Mr. Mac stores. You know, uh, let's talk a little bit about the injury situation. BYU lost Sione Finau, who was really coming on. They didn't use Jackson McChesney very much. I talked to him this past week, and he said my number just wasn't called. Apparently, he could have been able, but maybe there were some things with pass pro protection and other things of him knowing because he just hadn't had that many reps that they kept him out of the San Diego State game. But they're going to need some help in their backfield, which has been just battered this year in the running back position. Yeah, they moved Tyler Algier over, so he'll probably get carries. Lopini Katoa is uh, is 
healthy from all I've heard. So he'll he'll be, you know, RB1, the main running back. But yeah, they're, uh, you know, obviously uh, they're they're not at full strength there. Mostly across the board, uh, there, there could be without Bracken Elbacri, the defensive lineman. He's kind of hit and miss. He didn't play. He got injured against UMass and didn't play against San Diego State. So other than that, in the running back situation, they've kind of got over the hump. Looks like all three quarterbacks are ready to go and, and healthy if uh, if any of those are called upon. So yeah, mostly I think they're outside the running back spot. They're fairly decent shape. BYU expects a very physical game out of Hawaii. They do have size. They do have strength. They've got some big uh, Tongans and Samoans in Hawaii, just like BYU does, and it'll be a battle in the trenches. That's probably where this game will be won, but I got to say that uh, Zach Wilson had an outstanding bowl game last last year in Boise. Uh, was perfect, 18 for 18. Really came of age in that game. In the losses that BYU's had that he's played in, he's really struggled to put it in the, uh, in the red zone and to score. Now, some of those were against some pretty good teams like you Utah and Washington, and um, but but that's been kind of the knock that in the red zone he's kind of struggled a little bit, and he did so against San Diego State. Do you anticipate that he has taken that burden upon himself to be more productive and more attentive, and and make a greater sense of urgency to just getting that done heading into this bowl game? Yeah, absolutely. And anybody who knows Zach or has talked to any of the coaches know that he's a, just a film room nut. He's in there constantly. And the kid's a competitor. And I know he's not happy with the way he performed against San Diego State in the red zone in particular. And I know Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick and the Fessy Sataki and the offensive staff are pretty disappointed as well. So I, I can almost guarantee you they've spent overtime working on red zone offense. And I, th- I think you will see dividends uh, in the bowl game. If you were to choose an X factor in this game for BYU, what would it be? Would it be that red zone offense and scoring ability or something else? I would say uh, special teams. I, I mean, they special teams cost them a couple games this year. I, I mean, I hate to say that and pinpoint, but missed field goals. At South Florida, there was the punt. The punter dropped the ball and gave uh, South Florida a great field position. And you could just go down the line. They missed field goals against Toledo that came back to haunt them. And then, obviously, San Diego State, the missed field goals. So the X factor to me, I know it's not juicy and it's not like a, some big matchup, but they've just got to get their that figured out. they got to make field goals. I talked to you, and I would agree. That's my X factor, too, because if this is a close game, you can't afford to get down there and drive all the way down and not come out with at least a field goal. It's demoralizing. It just drags down your team on both offense and defense. It's frustrating to the coaches and the players, and there start to be some finger pointing in the heat of the battle, and you can't have that. I, I was talking to Ed Lama, uh, you know, this just lately about this situation. Both Jake Oldroyd and Skyler Sa- Southam, they have the leg strength. They really do. They, these guys can hit from 50, 55 yards. The, the challenge that they have is they both like to hook the ball. They both like to kick a ball that starts on the right side of the outright and brings itself in. Mm-hmm. And, and so what happens is when they start hooking, and they do hook, it, it was kind of described to me like in golf, when you when you start hooking the ball, you, you know, you really try to overcompensate to try to get that control of that hook. And what happens is sometimes when you bring it even further out or try to aim it, the ball might go a little bit straighter and then you miss on the right side. But right now, the hooking capability and the, and the uh, minutia of trying to control that, that ball movement that's coming off both of their feet is really been a trial to them, and I think it's in their heads. Yeah, absolutely. There's something going on. 
on, and obviously they held open competition. They're probably still holding it this week. Haven't really told us who's going to be the guy, but uh, that's definitely. And and Ed Lamb has also said, hey, you also got to look at the snap. You got to look at the hold. There are other things that go into it, but uh, you're right. You hit the nail on the head. It's demoralizing, and you just saw the shoulders slump when they missed those against San Diego State. That just took the wind out of their sails, and and uh, it just wasn't there for them. So I think another factor is what kind of crowd is going to show up. I'm really interested to see if Hawaii will have that much of a home crowd advantage. They'll have the home field advantage. They know the surface. They've played on it, obviously. But it'll be interesting to see uh, if Hawaii fans who have to buy tickets, this isn't a part of the season ticket package, obviously, if they'll show up on Christmas Eve. Uh, I think BYU will always will have a lot of fans there. Even even though it's on Christmas Eve, they've got a strong following in the islands, and I, I think BYU will be well represented. But that I think that'll be interesting to see as well. You know, if BYU loses this game, um, it could put a lot of pressure on Kalani coming off you know two straight losses to end his, uh, his contract extension here. i got to think that that's probably the sense of urgency that he's feeling, is that he sees this, this is what we got to do to build a platform for next season, which is not going to be easy. You can't be losing two games in the season. So that's why he's putting such a big effort into that. It's important that they come out with a win. Yeah, absolutely. He signs that contract extension, and one of the things was the knock on him was you're losing games you, sh- you had no business losing. And uh, in some people's minds, this is a game they have no business losing. I know they're a two point favorite. I really Hawaii is much improved, but I think a lot of BYU fans have in their heads, you know, that BYU used to own Hawaii back in the day. They've won the last two games matchups the last two years convincingly. So yeah, this is a. I think there's a lot of pressure on Kalani. And then one other thing is if you look at how they open the season next year at Utah, and then, uh, I mean, if you just, it's just crazy how hard they're first four games are Minnesota, next year. I mean, Minnesota. Minnesota's good. Down the line. good. They, yeah, they, down the line. I, um, I think Michigan State is in there. Uh-huh. I mean, this could be a, uh, if they don't get this one tomorrow, this could be the start of a kind of a losing streak that no one wants to see. Well, this game's going to be kind of hard to predict. Like I say BYU's favored right now, but there's so many factors that go into this. The injuries, I think, on both sides at this point of the season are going to be key. And BYU's got to find a way to, to run the ball and to be effective out of the backfield. They've got to have a guy like Jackson uh, McChesney and uh, Lopini Kotoa come through with those screen plays and those little dump-offs and the wheel routes. They've got to do that to free up uh, somebody like Oliva Hifo and Matt Bushman down a little bit deeper in, into that secondary. And I think that they can do that. I think that Hawaii's defense is, you know, they've yielded a lot of points. I think they've, they've given up a lot of points in the red zone. They're, they're ranked uh, somewhere in the 60th or 70th and give, maybe even 80th in red zone defense. So BYU's got to do that. they got to put points on the board and do it early. Uh, your prediction in this game, Jay Drew? Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game. I think BYU bounces back. I'm, I'm picking BYU 42, Hawaii 38. I think I'll go with BYU 41, uh, Hawaii 37. Field goals will be crucial and they will be the reason BYU loses this game if they do. Well, Jay Drew, for Jay Drew, this is Dick Harmon. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Cougar Insiders Podcast. We invite you to download our podcast wherever you can find it. Thanks for being with us, and thanks to our sponsor, uh, Mr. Matt. We appreciate his support.